Well, good morning, everybody. Welcome back to the Move Podcast. Talking about stage three of the Tour de France Femme avec Zwift. Mel, where, 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 where do we go? Troisième étape, stage three. Qu'on longe la rouge à Montignac Lasco. Qu'on longe la rouge à Montignac Lasco. Oh. Uh, yes, thank you, Mel. That would, <laughs> Love what, her. what would we do without you? Uh, uh, exceptional um, and exciting day, uh, except but an except, exceptional sprint by Lorena Wiebes, who's just uh, shows time and time again that she's by far the fastest uh, sprinter in, in, I guess, any field. She's yeah. a monster. She's definitely <laughs> a monster <laughs> in the best, most beautiful, powerful right. way. <laughs> right. Well, we're going to get to all the action uh, here in just a sec. Today's show brought to you by HVM and, of course, the makers of Ketone IQ. They w- launched the world's first drinkable ketone in 2017. Ketone IQ is their latest innovation on ketones with improved effectiveness, taste, and cost. And it's no wonder that HVMN supplies uh, the vast majority of these Pelotons uh, with Ketone IQ. Uh, Also, update there. Ketone IQ is now available at any Sprouts throughout the United States. We don't have a Sprouts here. We need one. Yeah, you do need one. You can save 30% off your first subscription order of Ketone IQ at HVMN.com slash the move. Again, that's HVMN.com slash the move. Also today brought to you by Wahoo. Wahoo! Yes, that's my part. (laughs) The number one bike computer used in the Pro Peloton. The latest release of the Bolt 2 and Rome 2 includes Wahoo's new Summit feature, providing you with color gradients, detailed climb data, and even helps you detect climbs nearby when you're not using a route. By the way, they're going to be using um, the Summit features tomorrow. We'll get to that at the end of the show. Um, But bottom line, and finally, Allie. Is a convert over here to to Wahoo. Total so. Wahoo again. Bol- Bol- <laughs> Not much has changed. Bolt or Rome? I like the Rome for the better map- mapping features right. for those off road gravel races right. I do. Yeah. And Blaze yeah. hears me say Bolt, and he doesn't want to have to chase me. And I and I like it because I can't have my readers on during the ride. <laughs> Fair point. You know, special offer for our listeners: you get twenty percent off all full price products during the tour. Head on over to wahoofitness.com slash the move and use the code. The move. That's wahoofitness.com slash the move. Well, Lorena Webus and the whole team. I mean, a lot of Capecchi. What uh, just it's so cool to see a yellow jersey up there just giving <laughs> this monster lead out. I guess before y'all jump in, you know, and just total heartbreak for Ju- Julie Vandevelde. I mean, that's it, 30 seconds with three ish K to go. That's a lot of time you're sitting there thinking, I'm, I think I have this. And so close. So oh. close. That's why I came down. Bolt is like, why are you so sweaty? And I'm like, I like my heart is broken. <laughs> she spent 60 K off the front and just a little bit about her, Julie, Julie Vandevelde. Um, she got chased down by Capecchi in the lead out. But Julie also is second at Belgian national TT mm. and second in the road race. So she's getting chased down by the yellow Jersey who's also her fellow country person mm-hmm. and shows you how competitive she is in the country of Belgium. So maybe she's part of the Capecchi effect. Um, she's 30 years old and she started racing later in life. Um, she was into athletics. So track and field, she loves a good 800, a one K, um, running Ooh. and she got injured, started cycling. And she's like, her quote was like, I guess I have lungs and I'm pretty good at this. Yeah. And I've watched the tour of Flanders before. Why not race bikes? And here she is. And knows how to suffer. For anybody that's ever run, I mean, if I had to go back to running, like, you know, I grew up running, of course, track and cross country. But 
the mile, the you know, 5K on the cross country, but the 800, ugh, that's like the 400 I am in swimming. Like I, I, that's somebody that knows how to suffer. Absolutely. And she definitely showed that today. Oh. And it seemed like as they were coming into the, to the finishing kilometers, you know, when DSM was up there, the only team really kind of trying to pull it together. Um, it, the question was, is it SD works or when is SD works going to take over or help them out? And so, you know, seeing how well they judged that timing, had they waited just a little longer, you never know, but they caught her. I mean, heartbreaking. 200 meters to go. And I love a good breakaway. Right. Um, that's how I usually won races. And I've been caught meters from the line. So that is why I was very sweaty coming down here. Right. And my heart is broken. However, on tour data last night, I did call the podium, but I got one off. So the um, uh, and for those that, that just watch cycling occasionally or, or uh, during this time of year, uh, when you have that breakaway and we talked about it, at the, I forget what stage it was in the men's race that the break actually did make it. But when you're out there alone and you've been out there for 60K and you almost need in the last, you're looking at a kilometer to go, they got 10, 15, say whatever, it's not enough. I mean, you've been out there, so you're, you're dead tired. And the, when the lead out starts, they are literally going twice. I mean, what did it say? Lorena Weavis yeah. was going 64K an hour. Folks, that's almost 40 miles an hour at the end, slightly uphill. Mm-hmm. So it's just, it's, it's it was almost stacked Im- against her. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's almost impossible to, to hold that off. She's but, the fastest sprinter with the best and strongest team in this tour, which we've talked about since day one. And I still never want to get in a bar fight with Weebus. Never. <laughs> but I wore my combat attire today cause I was ready for battle. No. I, yeah. But honestly it was the watching the team dynamics behind, mm, you know, right. and SD works kind of just sitting back and letting everyone else do the work kind of, looking at when were they going to decide to actually start taking part in the, you know, the lead out. And I think that was the big question. And you're just going, Oh God, Oh God, if DSM keeps us up any longer, you know, she may make it. But then at the same time, you knew that SD works have been sitting in all day. And when they actually went mm. to the front, they had that power to bring her back. But I mean, what a sprint. <laughs> and why does DSM do that? I mean, I know they have a great sprinter and Charlotte cool, but yeah. uh, it's not their responsibility. I mean, they, they have plenty of <laughs> excuses, so to speak, to say, you guys are clearly well, I, the dominant team. You've got the whole jersey. You, you've got the best sprinter in the race. Yeah, I mean, I think I think it's that fear of missing out. You know, I mean, they really want that's their chance of getting a mm. getting a result. So they decided this was their shot. They were going to go for it, but you could see they just didn't have the power to mm. to bring her back. They were not closing the gap quick enough, mm-hmm. um, and they are definitely the ones that were trying the most. Um, I did see that Pfeiffer Georgie had a quick interview, and she's on DSM. And she was pretty disappointed. She went back to SD Works. Hey, you can help bring back this break. They're like, nope, yeah. you're race to lose. We're yeah. winning. Mm-hmm. So, you know, you know how the game of poker goes out there. Yeah. But she was just like, what were they thinking? They weren't helping. But ultimately, SD Works still won. And Kopecky got third. <laughs> Leading yeah. out. Exactly. In a full send yellow. She is committed to that yellow. I, I, I saw that. That's a lot of yellow. Yeah. It looks great. And the team. A lot of yellow. And the team in yellow helmets. Mm-hmm. And and I was just looking up the green jersey stuff, uh, the mm-hmm. classification. She's, by getting third, uh, you know, she has such a lead in the green jersey competition. She's not going to lose a lot. I wonder, how the, we'll see how that sits. I mean, Lorena Weebus got the green nails, mm-hmm. came here to win the green jersey. Uh, but if she keeps getting, you know, not that we have many days uh, like today, but if she gets that lead out again and Lotta Kopecky can, gosh, even stay third, fourth, fifth, mm-hmm. it's hard to make it up. Yeah. I don't know. I noticed, though, that Kopecky's nails are yellow and Damie's are red, which I was like, I'm a little confused. 
Maybe just, they're just trying to play games with us. Okay. <laughs> I'll text and ask. Rick, I need to know your nail polish. They're we should probably keep, get a nail polish sponsor. They're trying to keep it all within the team, you know, so it doesn't really matter what that, color you're sporting. As long as it's the team, then it's okay. all good. I think that's maybe a pl- like a traffic light thing. Think about that. <laughs> red, yellow, green. Oh. Could be. Speaking of red, uh, some consolation for, for Julie Vandevelde has the polka dot jersey mm-hmm. um, for being out there all day and taking the points. So not all is lost. Got a little time on the podium. Yes. And also just an update from Eva, who had that very uh, scary crash for all of us. She did um, get out of the hospital and said that she is sorry for scaring us. Most importantly, she's disappointed in letting her down her team, which is always just heartbreaking to hear. Her injuries are concussion and somebody coming back from a very bad crash three weeks ago and concussion myself Mm. and all my brain injury backgrounds. um, We really just want to wish her the best of recovery there. Some stitches and she said a very long contusion. But hitting the guard rail, I'm sure, caused something quite painful. But we really wish her well. And she did scare us, but I'm sure she scared herself a lot, too. I thought about this yesterday. And, of course, you can ask Chloe Deigert uh, her feelings on guardrails. Guardrails can be good and bad. Mm -hmm. I mean, you see a lot of the uh, big alpine stages or stages in the Pyrenees where there is no guardrail. And you can get, you know, guys and gals are going 50 miles an hour. And, well, you can just imagine what would happen if you blew a front tire in a corner or, or at any point. Uh, that's fatal. Um, but those guardrails uh, also, you know, and again, ask Chloe, mm-hmm. uh, they can hurt too when you, and they're sharp, you know, the yeah. certain sides of them, the back sides of them, if you do make it over there. I mean, I'd never seen a crash like <coughs> Chloe's no. from a guardrail. I, I haven't um, either. And I don't ever yeah, want to see never that. Never want to see it yeah, that's, yeah. that's <laughs> That was stuff you don't, you don't ever unsee. Mm-hmm. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> I did want to do a, a special happy birthday to Sylvia Persico. That's it was her birthday today, that, yeah. 26 years old. <laughs> So right. she's one to watch um, later, too. So. Speaking of ages, you had another fun factoid on the white jersey, which is different than the men's tour. Yeah. So I, um, Cedrine Kerbile, uh, she's a French national TT champion. Um, and for the women's tour de France Femme of X-Wift, the white jersey, which is what Lance is trying for right now. We know we know that. <laughs> not in the poker dot for sure. But uh, it's in the men's tour, it's um, under the age of 25. In the women's tour, it is actually... a specific U23, which is the normal youth class- right. or classification. So if you were born after January 1st, and this is going to make us all feel so old, 2000, <laughs> oh God, you could qualify <laughs> for this jersey. Sadrine, so she is a nutritionist and a dietitian and born in 2001. Wow. <laughs> I, you know, I bet the men's race adopts that. It's, it's especially because you're seeing, I mean, the fact that Tade Pogachar, <laughs> I mean, it's like, what is the that jersey? Is like under thirty. He's been in it for like five years now. But as that men's field gets younger and younger, it, it's starting to make no sense that it's under twenty five. My my bet is that they they adjust that. I think it would men. be a good decision to go a little. Yeah, bit and it's now. and it's universally mm-hmm. recognized as as a as a category. Mm-hmm. Obviously, you have juniors for those who don't follow it that closely. You have junior category U twenty three. And then you know uh, over than that or older than that. So <clears throat> that'd be a good idea. Me think. <laughs> Well, she, she finished um, a little off the back on stage one, and she's still in the best young rider, right. but she was By just minute, shocked. Minute plus. <laughs> yeah, minute plus. Yeah. And they're like, you're best young rider. She's like, no way. Hey, <laughs> so hey take it. <laughs> she's get just it. having the time of her life with get it. Get up on that podium. Get your sponsor some love. <laughs> also, how is she already a nutrition and dietitian, and she was just born? Like, 2001. It's impressive. I'm telling you, these women, like cyclists, are multitaskers. Yeah. Yeah. Speaking of you, let's let's just take it easy for a little while, okay? All these you you just reminded us the the head stuff and 
Can we just, I mean, maybe pick up swimming for a couple of years, Allie. <laughs> With a dislocated shoulder right now. I'm not back, sure you swimming know what? You, pl- you, you played college tennis. <laughs> you played mm-hmm. D1 tennis. Mm-hmm. Maybe just go back to that. <laughs> Yeah, looking I at the get black these. line in the pool for a few <laughs> yeah. hours. Yeah. I, I am taking it very easy and recovering. And thank you for being very supportive. You and the team have been amazing in yeah. this. So Absolutely. it's all very scary. Today's show also brought to you by AG1, the daily foundational nutrition supplement that supports whole body health. I was I got up early this morning, y'all. I was watching the race. I had to go get acupuncture on my neck. Uh, getting never mind, uh, but I had my AG1 before I left. It's a it's a complete game changer for me. I was tired of taking so many supplements, and I wanted a single solution that supports my entire body and covers all my nutritional bases every day. I wanted better gut health, a boost in energy, immune system support, and I wanted a supplement that actually tastes great, as it does. Uh, really, to me, it's all about just taking control of your health. And by the way, all for less than three bucks a day. If a comprehensive solution is what you need from your supplement routine, then try AG1 and get uh, a free one-year supply of vitamin D and 10 free AG1 travel packs. Yes, that's 10. We can do that math. Head on over to drinkag1.com slash the move. One more time, drinkag1.com slash the move. And, well, we, and we have a new friend. We have a new, we have a new friend on the show. We have show. a new friend on the show. So we're, ex- we're really excited to offer or to announce uh, a new sponsor of our show here on The Move. And um, it's kind of weird. We were just talking about Best Young Riders, and now we're going to introduce One Skin. And mm. I know, Lance, like we're, t- we're still trying for this Best Young Rider, but support from today's episode comes from One Skin. And I actually come from a biochemistry background, and so you know I love science. I'm a huge dork. And One Skin is founded by a team of four female PhD level scientists with over 15 years of studying the biology of skin and aging. And testing thousands and thousands of peptides, they discovered the OS1 peptide. And now their flagship product, OS1 Face, is clinically validated to improve your skin health, firmness. And Mari, Lance, and maybe even George is using this right now. And mm. we're definitely enjoying um, the how it looks. And so we're really um, happy they're supporting the show. And Mari's been... Yeah, I mean, I'm really excited that we're doing some skincare stuff now with one skin. Because <laughs> it's really important. And I, I feel like, you know, your skin is aging constantly. And especially when you're out there in the sun all the time and working out, um, we need to take care of it. And starting at an earlier age is the most important thing. But I think that one of the things I appreciate most about one skin is the fact that it's a one-step uh, kind of system because with a lot of skincare lines that have the peptides and these things it you have so many different steps mm. that it gets kind of overwhelming I'm sure you know Lance but <laughs> but it becomes a whole routine and I really believe that it's about consistency. So it's, if you make it more simple, you can be more consistent. And then that consistent is going to pay off in benefits. Same as with training right. or anything else that you do. So I love the fact that it's easy and that you can just put it in your bag and have it there for after your workouts and showers. Not only for, for women, but a female founded company, which is cool. And for limited... Vegan. Oh, and vegan. Mm-hmm. And for limited time, our listeners can get 15% off one skin with our code FEM or FOM, depending on how you pronounce it, spelled F-E-M-M-E-S at oneskin.co. One skin is for everyone that wants to prevent or reverse the signs of aging with groundbreaking approach. It addresses skin health at the molecular level, level targeting the root causes of aging so skin behaves, feels, and appears younger. It's time you experience a new skin health routine at a discounted rate today. Once again, get 15% off with the code FOM, F-E-M-M-E-S, <laughs> at oneskin.co. That's 15% off oneskin.co with the code FOM. 
We only have one yep. body, one skin, and we get to have to make the choice to make it better. Amen. You know, Amen. I'm pretty excited about this, and, and thanks to one skin. We can get the U23 jersey for skin. <laughs> White that, jersey that is would, coming our way. That would be an endorsement. <laughs> let's talk about, well, let's look at and talk about tomorrow, because here this is... Uh, uh, this is, as we say, this is when it gets real. It's so funny. Look at the Ooh. first first part of the stage. You're like, eh. And then halfway through. By the way, also, the longest stage of this year's Tour de France mm-hmm. fam event Swift, 177 kilometers. And for all you Americans out there, what is that? That's uh, about right around 110 miles. Yeah. And I mean, like, when you look at how SD Works has been riding these last <laughs> few days, sitting in and basically letting all the other teams do the work for them, you can imagine just how much stronger they're even going to look tomorrow towards the end of the race when the fatigue starts setting into the people who've been trying to attack or doing the work for them. Yeah, it's going to be a really tough stage. Um, I've seen it uh, referred to as the towards the finish as a mini Liège Bastogne yeah. Liège. And well, the fi- flesh alone looks a little. Mm-hmm. The and, final kilometer has been yeah. used in the men's tour. And this is where Greg Van Avermont outkicked Peter Sagan. So you can mm. imagine that type of classics, right. real Punch. hard, punchy mm-hmm. uphill kick. Um, it also passes some. Um, cool castles of Danish royalty. So this is the one I wanted our, our Danish queen, Cecile Atwig Ludwig, to give it a shot too, because she's she's good on that flesh, those punchy type finishes, and I just need a podium interview with her, so she needs to win. That last few kilometers, though, is super intense with the, there's some pitches 10 to 15% in there. It's, yeah, so Colton just pulled out, I just oh, shot it, this over to him. Yeah. So, I mean, this, yeah, this is very Flesh Wallone-esque. Yeah. Um, you get the quick, you know, quick run into it downhill, which yeah. it makes things nervous. And then, oof, that last and kilometer with sections of thirteen percent. Um, and 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 it's funny on the on the main profile, you don't even hardly see this. Mm-hmm. You're looking at the climbs before. The, by the way, the last twenty kilometers are never flat. There's a bunch of tough climbs, and then you finish. Uh, up well, that steep. Well, there are uh, three categorized climbs right. in that last. Or no, I'm sorry. Yeah, three categorized climbs in the last part of the race. So that's going to be really hard. <laughs> I mean, this has to be w- w- the uh, a duke out for the the yellow jersey. I mean, this is Demi Vollering and yeah. Annemiek Van Vluten and anybody else that wants to contend. You got to be there. I yeah. mean, they were calling that second stage. When Demi was calling that a queen stage, but to me, this looks more like a queen right. stage. I mean. I, after the tourmalay, but but this is a pretty tough one. Yeah, I think, I mean, you're coming with Demi, who's won courses like Flesh Wallone and Juliette Laboust, who we're looking for in GC. Um, mm-hmm. She also has podium there as Cecile, so riders like that. And when it tends to get explosive, that's where Anamique does lose a little time because mm. when it gets that full gas, but it's a long could do well mm-hmm. on that finish too. But you know, she was making some attacks today. I mean, she made that one really good attack, but the, you know, the energy that she's wasted a little bit over these other days, it, it makes me wonder how, what her punchiness is going to be like going up that last climb, which seems like it would be really good for her when you look at it on paper. Yeah, agreed. Just ask Tade Pogachar. It, it does. It catches up with it you. It catches up. I mean, it's great yeah. to see riders super mm-hmm. motivated, but you, you Look, we have some hard days, and, and you've got big mountain stages, a time trial. Um, it adds up. And, I mean, the other teams doing the work for SD Works, we're talking about, you know, the, the Canyons and DSM and those teams. But at the same time, what's working for SD Works is also working for Movistar, <coughs> too. You know, the fact that her team isn't as strong, but still they haven't needed to do anything either. So point. they're also rested kind of going into this section, too. And have a stage win. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, exactly. it's, this is and they the, have a stage the win. The yeah. Tour de France Femme of Ex-Swift mm-hmm. is no different than the men's yeah. race. A team 
that you just get an early stage win, and it's I love talking about it, but it's just that that mood and morale at the mm-hmm. dinner table. It's like, hey, we didn't see this come. Cool. All right, we're already in the <laughs> yeah. in the money, so yeah. to speak, mm-hmm. and it just lightens the mood and, and gets the momentum rolling. Absolutely. Also, cooler temps. I don't know if I said that earlier in the stage. Rodez can be wicked hot, um, and of course, we've seen already seen some warm days. It's, it looks to be actually overcast and high sixties. Mm-hmm. So okay. not as bad nice. as we thought. Yeah. I know, and you know, there's mm-hmm. there's probably some you know there uh, as it always is. I mean, there's certain riders that just can't, just don't ride well in the heat, but this this yeah. is not going to be a factor. Yeah. You want to tackle like... some questions? We got some. Oh, uh, yeah. Uh, yeah. I, I didn't want to read the, these to you all before because I, I don't I, like surprises. I, I like. Um, <laughs> I, I, I I was always jealous of JB during the men's race. You know, he read the question. It just kind of felt felt like he had a direct line with people. <laughs> Well, that's because they're emailing JB. Right. Yeah. <laughs> they're not coming. Wait, they're not coming into my inbox. <laughs> I'll just, I'll just tell your, your text messages my number out here. Okay, right here's, here's, here's first, first question. Tracy Williams says, uh, "Is one week a typical length for Grand Tour for women? Do you ever think that they will extend it to two weeks?" She also says, "Always enjoy the show. I love Ketone IQ. I've been using it since you had it on the show last year." So. Uh, uh, is one week typical and do we ever foresee, uh, going longer, two weeks, perhaps even 10 days, well, 10 days is current, the longest, uh, grand tour we have. And that is the Giro Don. Right. So the women's Giro d'Italia, and that's a legal limit right now, according to the UCI. I know you oh. love the UCI rules, but 10 days is the longest we're currently allowed to have a women's stage race. Got it. Well, there that, and uh, I do think that eventually the races will get longer, but we have to have the depth in the field to, to be able to support mm. it because right now now with the world tour calendar there are so many events but the teams don't have enough athletes to cover that many Mm. events so i think as we get more support and the teams get bigger budgets and they're they can have more women on the teams then you'll you'll start to see races be able to have longer races but right now uh, seven day races is a good length or Mm. eight day race yeah eight day race is a good length for us to be able to to do it properly and really give it the attention it deserves. And I think ASO has said that uh, for now, they're going to stick with the eight days. Yeah, they are. She wants to make sure it is that back to that viability where we have good coverage, you have good prize money, you have good courses, good support, everything like that, safe, well-documented courses. And I think if you jump off too big before it's too soon, it could fail. And we want it to be I just had a thought. uh, It just has nothing to do with with Tracy's question. But um, next year for the women's tour, uh, the men's tour will be, of course, will not finish in Paris because of the Olympics in Paris. It's going to finish in Nice. Uh, So the men's race will not have an Olympic champion in it. However, the women's, the Tour de France Femme of Ex-Wift is a few weeks after the men's race. So you'll have, I'm assuming they'll do the tour, you'll have an Olympic champion, which is Never hurts. Going to be pretty cool. <laughs> that would be amazing. Yeah, totally. It's going to be some exciting racing. All right, next one, last one. Uh, Macy from Chattanooga, Tennessee. I like the Hincapie Fondo down there. <laughs> this one's for Allie and Mar. I, I don't have any questions. Uh, I, 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 this is a great question, too. I'd love to know your role, model, role models and or mentors, who they were for you when you started cycling. It was for both of y'all. By the way, I love Chattanooga. We had uh, USA Cycling Nationals it's there. Absolutely gorgeous. It's, um, it's, it surprises you. You get there like, damn. 
Yeah, was it that mountain too? That lookout mountain? That's hard. Beautiful. We had to go up that. Oh yeah. man, that's a that's a beautiful. I went to the Chattanooga Choo Choo while I was there too. <laughs> Just a fun fact. Um, one of my role models has always been Mari. Oh my God. <laughs> she wow. was my team director and somebody that just was so badass on and off the bike. And I really like the life balance and just being so fierce and also so warm and accepting. Um, when, and then also Ina Yoko Tutenberg, who mm. is the director at uh, Lidl Trek, mm. um, I used to have to race against her and she scared me, but also made me so much stronger and better. And then my last one is Connie Carpenter Finney. Legend. And she gave me some of the best advice when I was 23 years old, wondering if I should go to Europe and race professionally and quit being a scientist and all of this. And it was a huge, scary leap. And I said, what if I fail? Like turn down this to go and make not much and crash. And what if I fail? And Connie said, you have an opportunity to go and be better at something. Why not take it? Right. I think that's right. And science will always be there. Still is apparently. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I will agree with you. What Connie Carpenter was it? Not on me, <laughs> but, I, but I'll agree with you that Connie Carpenter was one of my um, role models too. I think that that whole Seven Eleven kind of crew that was there with Inga Thompson, Connie Carpenter. You know, I also really looked up to Marion Berglund. I thought she was pretty incredible. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I mean, looking to the generations before and kind of seeing how they went out there and trailblazed and went for it. Uh, Anybody else? I, by the way, I thought you were going to say, I agree with you, Mari. I, I, mean, I agree with you. I, I really looked up to myself. I thought you were going to go there. I was like, wow. Did Mari get in trouble on another day? No. No, no. That was not, I was not meaning to go there. But yeah, I, I you know, I think that that, gener- that 7-Eleven team really had a lot of um, women who kind of made us women in America look up to them because they were out there just being rebels going over to Europe and winning. You know, it's, and it brings up another good point because we've talked a lot about how a lot of these teams are associated with men's Mm -hmm. programs, right? You you can look through the field and see uh, either the same jerseys or certainly same sponsors and and same Mm -hmm. staff. Uh, 7-Eleven was before its time. The the other big team, you know, back in the men's day of uh, the the heyday of 7-Eleven, I mean, you had Panasonic and you had RMO and you had all these, you know, other teams from around. None of them had a women's team that I know of. No, I mean, 7-Eleven was groundbreaking. Yeah, Jim yeah. and that whole crew. And they did it. I mean, they won an Olympic. Yeah. They won the first Olympic road 1984. Race. Yeah. 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 In fact, yeah, I mean, it's incredible, their results. And the legacy they left for us coming up after them in the yeah. U.S. <laughs> mm-hmm. Speaking of which, there is a documentary on Peacock called Uphill Climb. If you want to uh, hear about some of the or and watch some of the history of women cycling. I in that. feel like they teased it out yesterday yeah. at the end of the coverage. When we got to the studio, I think they were running a little uh, a, a feature on just the making of the film mm-hmm. and interviewing some of the ladies. Yeah, huh. I, I checked it out. It's pretty cool. And just cool. the history of the, some Uphill of the first climb? Story. Uphill Climb. Oh, uh-huh. Peacock. Awesome. Yeah. Well, thanks for tuning in, everybody. We'll be back tomorrow for stage four, which looks to be action-packed. It'll be exciting. It will, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Not I mean, this envious is, of this stage. <laughs> yeah, if you want to win the overall, I think you better get, better get a good night's sleep tonight. And some really fast climbing legs for a 500-meter after a long, long day. Oof, okay. They need some ketones like you. <laughs> I'm going to stick with the one skin for now. <laughs> All right, thanks for tuning in. We'll see you all tomorrow. Bye. 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 Woo!